0: Welcome to the Governance Roundtable of the Ostrom Workshop, where we work together to better understand and manage common challenges facing our communities and the world. This episode is the first in a series discussing opera sustainability.
1: I think that now is the moment to push a lot, because the traditional way of doing theater, concert, and so on, its in my opinion, it's going to die in maximum... 20, 30 years, we have to find new concept of doing things. Otherwise, we will not have publics and audience, I mean.
0: Today, in the Ostrom workshop, Opera Sustainability Postcard, Maestro Marcio Conti, opera, orchestra and ballet Italian conductor, will be talking about what it means to be a conductor in the amazing world of opera.
1: Culture brings humanity to think and brings humanity to arrive to a higher level of knowledge.
0: I am Diego Barbosa-Vasquez, and this is the Ostrom Workshop Opera Sustainability Podcast. Talking about developing continuously, let's talk about a little bit more in depth about each of the things. First, about the orchestra. You were saying that probably one of the obviously the biggest mistake is trying to avoid the city. You have to be with the city. They are the, import, the most important actors in the full thing because yeah. we are doing for them. But then, Absolutely. inside the company, we have also different aspects. And one is the orchestra. How do you develop the orchestra from an opera perspective, from the opera company perspective?
1: Well, uh, it's a different way of playing, uh, obviously. Uh, opera is a different way of playing uh, orchestra yeah. in comparison with symphonic and so on. Yeah. Uh, for instance, an uh, in opera um, orchestra has to know how to accompany a singer, has to be very, very, very fle- flexible, they have to be able to change dynamics uh, or uh, things that on the score is written in a different way because it doesn't work with this kind, for reason, for, for in connection with uh, a certain kind of singers. Uh, with other singers, you can bring out more the orchestra because they have a powerful voice sometime with uh, that just speaking in a simple way. <laughs> if you have a, a great tenor who has a beautiful voice, uh, it, we didn't find another tenor who had to, to substitute to substitute him, and you have to manage with this beautiful uh, voice, which is probably more little. Uh, you have to find a way to play and to support him, playing softer but with energy. So the most difficult thing for the orchestra is always to be very very active with different dynamics, which can be lower in the, in, the, in the range uh, as the score is written for it. They have to be very, very flexible in uh, to accompany, knowing how to change tempos, knowing how to cut something sometime and don't give a too much importance to one things because you catch the singer and you can camouflage the thing in, in a certain way. It's a great experience for a musician because uh, it's a different way of trying to support and to be more flexible, you know.
0: Yeah, the first time that I played in an opera was yeah. a huge experience because the kind of, we call um, reflex, orchestra reflex that you
1: have to have is yeah. totally
0: into the air. You have to be really <laughs> Really, authentic. really fast.
1: Yeah, and you have to know how to manage uh, the thing which are important and uh, the thing you have to play and the thing you don't have to play. For instance, yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. And
0: yeah. from from a perspective of the season or even three, four seasons, how do you develop the orchestra in that sense? Do you select a repertory thinking, look at they have to understand how to do classicism because that uh, develops something or how is your approach for that?
1: uh, um, The thing that um, it's obviously, for instance, when I was uh, general music director in the opera theater, I knew that my first part of the orchestra, uh, the first, uh, the wind section was not so, the first part, they were not so strong. And they didn't have a great confidence. So I decided to go through Rossini. Rossini mm-hmm. is very difficult for the first flute, for the first oboe, for the first bassoon, first horn, and so on. I decided to push them to go through this repertoire to give them the responsibility of being solace and to practice more. Really, to practice technically more, because sometimes when you stay in an orchestra and you notice that people stay there and they don't practice too much, they uh, they have, they know how to manage in a way, okay, but you have to if you have to manage the scala di seta as a first oboe, you have to practice for two months to have a great articulation probably three months before to have a great articula- articulation and play and have great reaction same thing for the piccolo same thing for the clarinet same thing for the horn player so um Rossini was a good thing to do and to have a, and also for the string to have a, a certain a certain refined way of playing and in a way a rhythmical reaction developing a rhythmical reaction
0: talking about well orchestra is one side that we have to be aware of but the other and very important one is the singers we have two things one is the development of the singers during the production and the other is the development of the singer during the season or seasons
1: how do you approach that well, it depends. You have a certain voice that uh, can develop in a way. If you have the same, I mean, in Italy, we don't have, um, I was never a general music director in Germany. So I I didn't have the opportunity to develop voices and to find a certain kind of voice who can be little by little developed to another repertoire. Normally, but also if you are a, if you are a German, if you are in a, in a German theater, you already choose voice which are already in a way done. There is a soprano leggero, there is a soprano dramatico, soprano dramatico di coloratura. You already know your company and which kind of singer is able to do one, two roles in connection with their voice. Then if you see a developing of the voice, you can notice you can make a change. So for instance, a soprano leggero can uh, arrive in three, four years, uh, five years to be a lyrical. And so you can start to give from the Rossini or Mozart repertoire, you can go to Traviata, for instance, for a soprano. Mm -hmm. So you see the change uh, Mm -hmm. of this kind of uh, uh, singers you have in, in a company. Obviously, in the all the other theaters of the world, apart from Germany, in which they have the permanent uh, opera company and some few other places, um, normally in the whole world you choose for the repertoire, you choose always people who are ready to do this kind of repertoire. So it's not your obligation to develop them. The only thing that uh, it's your obligation is to bring them to have, uh, during when you choose them and you do to choose uh, a repertoire and you choose an opera and they are the singer of your production, you have to bring them to interpret the opera with the, the idea you have. And it's always a compromise because uh, it's a compromise because the, the general music director or the, um, has an ideas, and he has to push to have this kind of reaction from the singers. But if you see that there is a limit, sometimes you have to try to help them So it's always a compromise between your ideas and what they can do or what they want to do. So um, to have a good result, you have to bring enthusiasm inside the company. And if you have this kind of uh, uh, going together, all together to a direction, you can find a way to arrive to have 70%, let's say, of what you have in your head and if you have, believe me, Diego, 70% as a result in an opera is a lot. Sometimes you have to be happy to have 50 Sometimes of what you have in your mind before going yeah. on the stage with a singer and then with a the stage director, which can create trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we call in economy that polycentric governance because there is not yeah. only one head in the opera, there are multiple heads and what we do is trying to collaborate together and find the the way for all that means obvious cannot be one (laughs) yeah that's it that that's it and that leads me to my next question that is one of the most complex situations are the conductors how do you train conductors to to learn opera because they usually there is a say and you say me that that you have to know the opera, you don't study the opera. Therefore, how the opera companies train in a way, or how the field train the new conductors?
1: Normally, they don't care too much about this side. There is not a, an idea of this. It's just in connection with the principal uh, uh, conductor or the general musical conductor who decide to have assistance, but they are, you are not obliged to have them. Normally they have some assistants already inside the theater who are following the things, saying to you the equilibrium, person like El Maestro Di Maestro Accompagnatore, you know, the person who prepares the singers, is always staying behind with you, suggesting things and so on, but you don't have assistants who can change. Uh, Sometime you can have, you can obviously have assistants, but it's not an obligation. It's in connection with you, if you want to have or not. There are conductors who wants to have, other conductors who doesn't want to have it. So, mm-hmm. uh, training in opera is the one one of the most uh, how can I say uncontrolled thing you can uh, you can have be- because you you are not obliged to have assistance. In uh, a German opera, obviously you have uh, the principal, uh, the general, then the second one, the kapellmeister, the third kapellmeister. They are following the thing. So as you see. The structure is uh, for them to learn opera, is to accompany singers uh, with piano, and then to stay there, to follow the principal conductor, to learn from his way of uh, doing the rehearsal, doing uh, the stage rehearsal, and then the performance. uh, And little by little, they understand how to manage the whole huge stuff. There is no, in a way, a school of that. The only really good school is the practical school. Stay behind the principal conductor and learn, and stay with the singers and teach to them, and then bring them to the stage, and then follow them on the stage with the principal conductor. What is he doing? What do you like of him? What you don't like of him? Probably you could do it in a different way, and you have ideas. Then, if you have opportunity and the chance, you will apply. When you will, really, you will get your opportunity.
0: Yeah, and in that sense. Something very important is what we are having here in Indiana University, having the opportunity to give the assistance of the opera uh, company. That's a great thing. Very unique in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, thinking about the opera company as an entity, which are the relations of this entity with other opera companies in the same level or lower or higher levels? There are any kind of relations,
1: formal or informal? usually? It's a spider, how do you say? A net. Tela. Yeah, net. Yeah, net, spider net. It's very, very important because in this way, uh, there are always uh, all the artistic director, principal, they know each other and they're always looking for having collaboration to put down the cost of the production and uh, to make it turns around more. For instance, uh, I give to you an example. One of the great greatest trouble of Italy was that we have incredible production during the 80s, but you could have two Don Giovanni, expensive, extremely expensive Don Giovanni, one in La Scala and one in the Comunale, Comunale, Teatro Comunale di Firenze, with incredible expenses, but not in connection with them. While this lesson, now having less money, taught us that we have to make collaboration and not having a, Three or four, or like we had seven Don Giovanni at the same time in Italy, but have just two, for instance, who turns or one who is turning, because in this way you save money, and one of the greatest trouble of the theater in Italy was that incredible production, beautiful, incredible, but after the, we, the, 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 the you know the, 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 the problem with the budget was enormous in all this kind of theater, and now there are theaters which are near to close due to this reason too, not only, but due to this reason too, yeah.
0: And in that sense, these kind of collaborations are touring the, sh- the same show or how it works? Yeah,
1: for instance, in Italy, we have two different kind of lab We have the NP, which are La Scala, the main one, and then we have Teatri di Tradizione, little one, theater, more little, but you know, Italy has also theater, yeah. incredible theater, with Italian style, just in, in a building for 10 people. I mean, it's unbelievable. We have uh, it's a jewel, it's a patrimonium of artistic patrimonium of the humanity in, in this way, yeah. in this sense. The biggest theater, like La Scala, like San Carlo, these are empty. Okay, these are the major ones. I teatri di tradizione are a little theater, like Lucca, for instance. Uh, Donizetti di Bergamo but I mean, I Donizetti di Bergamo. is an incredible theater, Bosan Theater, Ravenna, I mean, there is a lot. All these uh, little theater are obliged in a way to collaborate each other and to create a connection of titles to make it turns and to save money to have really high, high level production of operas. That's the reason why I can say that in Italy, we have really incredible production in op- of operas, also in little theater, because we need to have that. We have a great tradition of that. And we have also this kind of collaboration, which brings to have great conductor, great um, stage director and good, really good singer also in the, in the regional. And in that case
0: of the collaboration, what is the people that rotates? The full artistic
1: team. The the artistic team is quite the same. Normally, you can change something. Uh, the, there is uh, the for instance, I did with I remember a with uh, Aldo Tarabella connection. We did like uh, forty performance in, of yeah. uh, in, in different in the main different uh, theaters. Yes,
0: And in their, two years.
1: Yes, oh. and, the, the, the state, and the 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 orchestra was always the same, turning with us. And the, 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 the singer were always the same. We changed just one or two, but I mean, really high level. And uh, good theater, good, 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 good theater. I mean, for instance, in Ravenna, the artistic director is the wife of uh, Riccardo Muti. Right. Uh, she is very, very famous anyway. She's the, the great shoulder of Riccardo Muti, yes.
0: And in that sense, the people that is in the theater, the people that works in the theater, that are For each theater, they stay, but the full artistic group is what is touring, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So for instance, Mm -hmm. uh, the theater of um, Ravenna can say to you, we have a wonderful uh, Donizetti Elisir. And you in Luca, you can say, we have a fantastic Puccini. Oh, yes, you are interested. Okay, you take that, we take that, and then let's try to find other theaters together. To make a other connection, and in this way you build uh, the, the the season through the connection of the of the of the production. Yeah, sometimes you arrive to do good things. Sometimes it's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine
0: that. And <laughs> and that things, that kind of collaborations, are are rules at this moment in Italy legislation. Goes, something something well,
1: like- Well, I mean, I have to say to you, it's more than. 10 years, 15 years that I'm not staying anymore in in Italy Uh, for a choice. Uh uh, I am not conducting in Italy since uh, more than uh, 15 years, I think, something like Uh that. But um, quite, yes, quite 15 years. Uh, But um, the things are going on in this way. Yes, the things are are going on in this way till now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. But it's Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a thing which needs to be renewed, too. All yeah. the things need to be, I was in the top moment of collaboration, we created theaters, which became Teatro di Tradizione, and we had always television, the national television with us. So. Was a great um, experience uh, of how to managing all this kind of stuff, uh, how to collaborate, how to bring things, how to move things, and so on. But I mean, it's um, it's 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 complicated. It's complicated. It's it's in, it's always in connection with the politics. The great trouble is the politics. Yeah, because at
0: this moment you are talking about many different actors and the interactions that they are doing. Everyone has its own interests. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge topic and that's something that opera sustainability research is trying to achieve. But it's a research that has a lot of time, requires a lot of time because there is a lot of information to to analyze. But that's very important that you share that with us. Share with us in our next episode to discover some advices to return the opera to communities.
1: Which is the importance
0: of the opera for the society.
1: During Traviata, we used to bring the school.
0: Many of you know that my main focus in career is be a conductor. But as an artist, it is my responsibility to work to develop sustainable practice in the arts to be sure that, as humanity, we are protecting our cultural heritage. This podcast is part of that as same as my main career focus as opera, orchestra, and ballet conductor. Therefore, do not miss the opportunity to share with me from the podium at different amazing artistic organizations. Review my full updated calendar at barbosavasquez.com. The Ostrom Workshop is a global network of remarkable minds that works to understand and address major societal problems in different parts of the world. For more information on the Ostron workshop, check out ostromworkshop.indiana.edu. Most of the events are open to the public and are also available via Zoom and YouTube. Thank you once again to our supporters, the Americas Chamber Orchestra and the Collaborative Arts Opera Summer Camp. Do not miss their concerts, productions, and events. Look on their Facebook and their websites for the updated calendars. That is it for this episode of the Austron Workshop Opera Sustainability Podcast. Do not forget to share this episode with your colleagues and friends. This was your host, Diego Barbosa-Vasquez. Until next time. The views expressed in this episode are those of the participants and are not necessarily shared by Indiana University, neither the organizations supporting this project.